This is Smoking Out the Closet. Now, here are your hosts, Alex and Raven Greer. Hey, it's Raven. I wanted to announce two new affiliate programs that Smoking Out the Closet is now a part of. First, I would like to announce a Pittsburgh local company, The Hempco, with two E's in the. They offer hemp-derived products including Delta 8 and Delta 9 gummies, vape cartridges, and pre-rolls, HHC vape cartridges, and sustainably used devices and products. All products are made with hemp bioplastic for all your cannabis device needs. And every product is third-party lab-tested, DEA-certified, and Farm Bill compliant. If you're looking to visit them in person, you can visit them at 20280 Route 19, Number 3, Cranberry Township, Pennsylvania, 16066, or online at theehempco.com. Be sure to use SOTC20 at checkout for 20% off on us. And we're also wildly excited about our partnership with Blazy Susan. They offer their iconic Blazy Susan rolling tray, as well as papers and cones in unbleached hemp, their famous pink, and their brand new purple colors. Follow our affiliate link in the show notes and use Blazy10, B-L-A-Z-Y-1-0 for 10% off on checkout. Now, on with the episode. Hi, my name is Raven, and welcome back to another episode of Smoke Another Closet. Uh, this week, we're also going to be doing another Chirping with Raven, mostly because Alex is working a lot of hours this week um, at their store. They're a bit short-staffed, and they kind of need people for the holiday season that's kind of coming up. Both me and Alex both work Green Wednesday and Black Friday at our stores, so they're kind of just getting a bit more geared up and everything with the smaller amount of staff they have. But hopefully next week, Alex will be back with us. Um, so this week I kind of wanted to talk about, I do have a concentrate, but I am not actually going to review the concentrate. We've used this product before, but I don't think we've actually talked about it. Um, I am reviewing the Puffco plus, um, concentrate pen now i've had the yokan apex before and that's what i used previously for it and i liked it you know i got it at a store probably for a little more than what it was worth at like 35 40 dollars range um for the yokan apex and it worked it wasn't terrible however i did end up winning this uh puffco plus in a little contest and i just kind of wanted to talk about it real quick because it's a pretty decent product. I mean, the top little lip pushes down when you take it off to a little uh, scooper. So you can use that to scoop your concentrates into the container. Um, and you just kind of use the side to push it back up so you don't actually have that stuck in there. Now, the cool part is if you actually take where the chamber is, right above where that button is to uh, turn it on and actually get it heated up, you can actually unscrew it, and it becomes a 510 thread battery for your vape car uh, cartridges, 
um, and oils. So that's, I thought, a really cool, neat little trick, because I don't believe the Yokan Apex can do that. Um, now, I do like my Dr. Dabber Boost Devo 2. I do like it. It's a lot more versatile, a lot more easy, but the Puffco Plus is a little more portable. Um, I do believe Dr. Dabber does have a vape pen as well. Um, I just personally don't have that. Um, but I do like the Puffco. It's nice. Uh, the drawbacks from my experience with it is you have to be very careful with the chamber in these. Uh, the ceramic chambers are very prone to either cracking or kind of coming loose and you have to get them replaced. While they're not super expensive, it is tedious, so be very careful when you're cleaning with it. Um, that being said, I do really like this product. Don't like the price point. For the price of what I'm basically using, I'm not a huge dab head. Um, so if I was, I was going to, you know, either get like the Boost Evo 2 from Dr. Dabber or the Puffco Plus. Um, but for pen, con like a pen concentrate, um, I'd rather go with, you know, the... Um, the Vinci Vaporizer, like the IQ2, which has a um, way to use concentrates in that uh, for a little more portability for the same price point because you can use dry herb and concentrates with that. You just have to kind of clean it very well. Um, the IQC just has a $15 adapter with it um, to be a little cheaper. Honestly, the Yocan Apex, for what it's worth, is a pretty good intro and a pretty decent vaporizer, in my opinion, for what it is. I mean, you really don't need a whole lot of money to get into concentrates. But that being said, I mean, is is the puff code better? Yes, kind of. I feel like it hits it hits a little better, and it's nicer. It's easier to clean, but. I, it's the price point is what gets me on it, honestly. And for the price point and the ceramic, ooh, common ceramic issues for the Puffco system, I'm gonna have to give it like a 3.5 out of 5 as a product. I mean, is it nice? Yes. Is it durable metal? Yes. That's what kind of saves this. But the ceramic inside is kind of lacking and you can get cheaper concentrate pens that pretty much do the exact same thing like it does nine out of the ten things the puffco does and the only thing it doesn't do is not it's not a 510 thread battery if if you know you don't have a concentrate and you just want to screw it off it's the only different most of these concentrate pens are to the puffco so Sorry, guys, I got to give you a 3.5 out of 5. Like, you're a great product. I really like you. But if I did not win this, I was never going to have this because I did not see the point in it. So that being said, uh, let's move on to the actual episode. Um, so, yeah, like I said, Alex isn't going to be here today. Um... Mostly just because of scheduling issues, um, but fingers crossed they'll be back with us to finish out No Nug November. 
Um, also, thank you for some of y'all who've submitted um, recipes for us to try. We are trying them. Um, just taking a little time because supplies and everything with the holiday. Uh, my food budget kind of got allocated for more of that. Um, but I am making some uh, infused edibles um, when I can. Um, so thank you for that. Uh, we will be doing reviews on that here shortly. Um, and we'll be writing them down and bringing it up in the final episode of No Nug November, which will be the uh, 29th when that episode comes out. So I first wanted to start with Green Wednesday. Um, now, Green Wednesday is around the corner, and we've talked about it previously around this time last year on the uh, podcast when we first came out here to Pittsburgh, I believe, was the first episode we talked about out here. And just kind of wanted to bring it up real quick um, of what it is for those of you who are new or didn't catch that episode last year. Um, so Green Wednesday is the day before Thanksgiving, or Thanksgiving as some people like to call it. Um, and that's for the United States. Uh, you know, obviously, Thanksgiving's a United States holiday, I think. Um, but Green Wednesday is the day everyone in the States gets their supplies set up for uh, Thanksgiving. So everyone's going to the plugs, the dispensaries, they're getting their plants that are, you know, that just finished curing or anything, you know, whatever. Um, they're getting everything set up so they can take the, you know, quote unquote walk um, on Thanksgiving to get lifted, get high and be able to eat all these wonderful and amazing food on Thanksgiving. Um... So for us that, that work at dispensaries, it's going to be a really busy day for us. Um, so what I wanted to bring up was kind of um, what are some of the essentials we should do? Because Green Wednesday sales are around the corner. Everyone's going to be buying and you're going to be able to get some of your most amazing uh, like high-end products at your dispensaries. But I, I first want to bring this up. Don't expect to find any cannabis on Thanksgiving Day. Don't. Everyone's with their families. Everyone's enjoying their food. Everyone's enjoying their meals. Everyone's watching the Macy's Day Parade. Don't, um, don't expect to find cannabis unless you grow it yourself or already have it, you know, stashed away somewhere. Don't expect to go out and get cannabis on Thanksgiving Day. You want to make sure you get it before Thanksgiving. I would say, you know, if you can go to your dispensaries, go get it on Green Wednesday because it's going to be a massive sale. Um, so that being said, um, what are some of the Green Wednesday slash Thanksgiving essentials? Uh, transportation devices. Um, now, you're going to need something to basically be able to move your cannabis and consumption methods from one place to another, whether that's a bunch of pre-rolls you did or bought um, in an Altoids can or a, you know, a bag with all your, you know, your stash kit, your session kits, I mean, um, or 
uh, chess. I, I know some people who get those really fancy uh, sesh kits, chess, um, that were kind of like a rolling tray and a whole gearbox and everything in one. Some people bring those. Kind of big, but I mean, if you're going to go to like someplace like where my family's really accepting and we use before, you know, during Thanksgiving, um, you know, that would be cool to do so you could share. Um, but if you're not going somewhere where it's not really as accepting or you don't feel as comfortable sharing with family, it's probably not the greatest thing. So just keep in mind of what the location you're going to is like and kind of pack accordingly. Um, most people I know, like I said, are going to have like pre-rolls and Altoids cans. Um, some people just have like a little like wooden box. Um, that's like about a phone case size, um, that you would have like your weed. There's either pre-ground or not ground, a grinder if you need to grind it, some rolling paper, a, a bowl or a pipe, you know, something to smoke it with. Um, and kind of just the bare essentials to be able to get the products or to be able to get like the, the, the weed, um, God products. I don't know why I said products like that. God, this weed. Okay. Uh, just so y'all know what I'm smoking on. We've done a review on this already, but it's the, uh, grapefruit cupcake sugar from double bear. Um, and man, it's just, ugh. <laughs> I have my notes in front of me and I'm still fucking up like this. Uh, it's a good strain. I like it, but damn, does it give me brain fog? Um, where was I? Um, but yeah, you want, you want something to be able to grind your weed and use your weed, um, for your walk. Now, if you're in rec states, maybe you smoke at home. Maybe, you know, maybe your family's cool or accepting, or maybe you're like a Friendsgiving where you can smoke inside or outside the apartment house whatever or you know do some dabs inside cool some people they have to do a walk um when you're doing that walk just make sure you're safe and you're smart obviously don't draw too much attention to yourself um vaporization it's always a lot more inconspicuous than smoking um physically but you know, at the end of the day, y'all are adults. You're going to do what you're going to do. Just be smart about it. Um, now, some people might bring their Dr. Dabber or their Puffco or, you know, their rig for concentrates or their bong to, you know, have fun while the food's being prepped, watching the parade and just sitting inside smoking. That's cool, too. Just, um... For traveling long distances, especially by car, uh, first off, don't bring it on a plane. Do not bring anything on a plane. That's just asking for a recipe for trouble. Um, but if you're traveling by car, even if it's like long distance, like from one end of the state to the other, like from where we live to my parents' house, it's about four hours almost, give or take. Um, Make sure everything's wrapped up and safe. Like, you don't want your bong breaking in the car. Like, that, that'll be horrible. And then what are you going to use, you know? Um, and for some of y'all, if you're brave enough, a few snacks right before the meal is never a bad thing. Just 
be careful not to overindulge either with the dosage or over snack because like you can make yourself sick eating too much you know so just be careful with that um one thing i also want to bring up was the right strains so the right strain to induce hunger is the name of the game um which means specifically terpenes and i know some of our listeners Y'all don't live in states where the terpene profile is readily available. Um, so Leafly is going to be your best friend here. Uh, just take it with a grain of salt because some um, strains like uh, one I would recommend, Gelato, um, can have multiple different parent combinations and different phenotypes. Um, so that can kind of change how the terpenes um, come out in the trichomes of the plant um, just be very careful with that but um what you really want terpene wise is myrcene caryophyllene limonene and pinene now myrcene you want to be careful with because it, it does sedate you uh, especially in higher levels so maybe kind of a low quantity of myrcene kind of high beta caryophyllene high limonene um, pining, I would not recommend if you have anxiety with cannabis, um, because that usually triggers it for people like Alex. Um, but if you're, you know, you're like, I'm good, I could do whatever, like me, yeah, get some fucking pining in there. Then you'll be jammed up and you won't get the itis after you eat all that food. I mean, you might still get it. I mean, let's be real, it's a lot of food. Um, but you won't, it won't hit you as hard. But, um, THC and CBD heavy strains also can play a fact in, factor in uh, increasing appetite. Now, take all this with a grain of salt because this is all theoretical and um, we don't fully know. We've just seen, um, but the, 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 the complete science behind the terpenes and the cannabinoids increasing hunger or the effects and everything um, is still kind of a in study process and understanding, but this is our current understanding of it. Um, but anyway, um, some good strains I would recommend. Um, Lemon G, Gelato, like I said, uh, Purple Punch, G Purps, or Granddaddy Purple, you know, they're very similar strains. Um, and Banana Macaroon, just to name a few. Are really high in either the limonene and caryophylline combination or high in that limonene pinene um, but has still a decent amount of the caryophylline and myrcenes in them um <clears throat> so they they're those are really great strains to kind of you know get you amped up for the food having a fun time um and kind of just enjoying time with family and the food. I mean, oh, I remember last year when we smoked, when we took a walk before the food was finished, it just made everything so much better. And the sweet potatoes, I swear, were the best I've ever had in my life. And I, I make the, the sweet potatoes the exact same way my mom makes them every year. And it's just going to be awesome because we're going to be smoking while we're cooking. Uh, Alex is going to have me and Mia cooking. 
so they're going to be basically in front of the TV watching the parade getting high. Um, so yeah, definitely make sure you have every, all your gear and the right strains ready for uh, Thanksgiving because Green Wednesday is going to be your biggest... Um, your your biggest day to get sales if you're going dispensary routes. Um, I swear every everywhere I'm seeing signs that like, oh hey, we're gonna have Green Wednesday sales. Um, and just keep an eye out. You know, your dispensaries are gonna get tell you what you know in your area what they're gonna have. Um, but yeah, make sure you get something you know works for you and you know is good. Um. And just be smart. That's all I can say. Just be smart with, you know, transporting everything. Um, for those of you who are medical states, uh, especially Pennsylvania, keep it in the original packaging, backseat of the car. Um, for our, for my fellow Pennsylvanians, you know that, like, treat it like liquor or alcohol. You know, have to keep at least in the backseat, but the trunk is preferred. Because the cops around here, they're hungry for that Thanksgiving, you know, travel time. And I can already see them. They're already hitting the highways and everything a lot harder because they know they're going to get a lot more tickets and fees and everything generated because of the Thanksgiving holiday travel season. So just be smart. Um... That's all I added with about the Green Wednesday stuff. I do want to bring up one thing quick um, before we go on to break. Um, today, as of recording, is Transgender Day of Remembrance. Um, and I wanted to bring up the fact that not only did we have a recent shooting at Club Q in Colorado Springs, which was an LGBT uh, bar and drag performance location, um... We've also lost a lot of transgender people, and uh, we lost a few transgender people in that shooting. But we also lost a lot of transgender people um, at the hands of suicide um, this year. And I think it was like the last time I saw the number that we know of was three hundred ninety-seven transgender people have lost their lives this year. And I just wanted to make a note here uh, because while it's not going to be the day of the Transgender Day of Remembrance when this episode is released, it is still Transgender Awareness Month. Um, and we have to kind of elevate our fellow trans voices and uh, community members and friends. Make sure you're, you know, your, your trans loved ones are safe. And that they that they know that you are safe to be out to, um, because a lot of the rhetoric out there right now is being very very transphobic, and it is just getting worse and worse. I mean, Tennessee just passed the biggest anti-trans and anti-LGBT bills in our country's history. Um, and, you know, these horrible politicians like Lauren Boebert on, or Bohar, whatever her fucking name is, um, 
I believe she won the election. I don't I don't know if the recount happened. I know because it was like less than a thought, like less than 500 people difference that a recount needed to be happened. I don't know if the, at this point of recording that happened or not. Um, but theoretically, like as of right now, it looks like she won, um, which is sad because she recently put a tweet about how it's appalling and we need to end the violence against um, um, against like we need to stop violence and everything. But then um, continues to spew that the LGBT community are groomers and like spread this false narrative that like LGBT people are subhuman or you know shit like that. And the fact that the kid who and I say kid because I don't I don't consider him a man, but the person who attacked the bar is a Republican politician's grandchild, and that's the thing that irks me the most. Is they're like, oh, you need to stop believing this false narrative that oh Republicans don't care for LGBT LGBT people, but then. You call us groomers and you vote no on the Respect to Marriage Equality Act, which basically code, like makes interracial marriage, which some of you who voted no, looking at you, fucking Mitch McConnell, are in an interracial marriage right now. You would have lost your protection too, dumbass. And the fact that it, it kept LGBT members' marriage like mine safe. And you're telling me that, like, you guys are for the LGBT community? Go fuck yourselves. Like, honestly. So I just wanted to bring that up because that was a recent tragedy that happened. And it's still fresh in my mind. And it's scary. And I just want everyone to be safe um, and sound. So, um, I'm going to cut it short here for the break, um, kind of collect myself and I'll be back after our, uh, messages for our sponsors. Hey there, it's Alex from Smoking Out the Closet. We've been so glad to be able to make this podcast for you. And we now have some partners who are happy to help make this podcast happen as well. Our friends over at DaVinci Vapors have sent us one of their many amazing products, the IQC Dry Herb Vaporizer. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you've heard us talk about DaVinci, and we've even used the IQC on the show. With a half gram dry herb chamber, 30 second heat up time, precision temperature control, removable and rechargeable 18650 battery, and an on time of two hours, what's not to love about the DaVinci IQC? Well, what if we told you you can get an extra 15% off just for listening to this podcast? That's right. Use the code SOTC15 for 15% off at checkout site-wide. Thanks again to our friends over at DaVinci Vapors. And now, back to the episode. Okay, and I am back. Um... Before I go into the next topic I had, um, I just wanted to bring up a quick little 
tidbit and I told myself I was going to do this at the beginning of the episode, but I um, totally forgot. And since this is a chirping with Raven, Alex can't tell me no on this, so I'm just going to do it. Um, we recently lost um, a really big member of one of the fandoms I'm a part of, specifically the Power Rangers fandom. Um, we've recently lost uh, Jason David Frank, also known as Tommy Oliver, the uh, best Power Ranger in the entire series, in my opinion. Um, it was originally the Green Ranger, then the White Ranger, then the Red Ranger for a while, and then came back as the Black Brachiosaurus Ranger, eh, Dino Thunder. Um, we recently lost him, and he was such a cool guy, very down-to-earth, um, very big advocate for, uh, mental health stuff, um, very, very pro-LGBT person, um, and I just wanted to make a little note here for him, because... He was me and my brother's kind of hero when we were growing up. Um, so it's just been a kind of hard time <laughs> since the news came out the other day. Um, so yeah, I just want to make a quick little note on that. Um, sorry if I got sappy or sad. Um, but I figured, you know, hey, I have a small voice, but I just want to let people know and like, Kind of put a shout out to him of how much he meant to me as a person. And I know there's a lot of people who are stoners and uh, LGBT who love the Power Rangers. So I figured that'd be a cool thing to do and kind of just say how appreciative I was for him. And how much my heart goes out to his family and loved ones. So, um... That being said, uh, let's get into the next topic. So, Congress officially uh, sends the first canvas bill to Biden. Um, I am getting this from the politico.com uh, website written by Natalie Fertig. I am so sorry if I mispronounced your last name. Um... But I'll be kind of reading this article and kind of go over everything that it entails. Um, so the Senate passed a bill designed to expand medical marijuana research on Wednesday by unanimous consent. Uh, passage of the legislation, which was sponsored by Senator Dianne Feinstein, uh, Democrat of California, and Representative Earl Blumenauer. Again, sorry if I mispronounced any, anyone's last names. Uh, Democrat of Oregon and their respective chambers signed a new era in the federal cannabis policy. It is the first standalone marijuana-related bill approved by both chambers of Congress. The House passed the bill in July, also, also by unanimous consent. The bill, which will make it easier for scientists to conduct medical marijuana research and protect doctors who discuss the benefits and or drawbacks of using the drug with patients, now heads to the president's desks. 
um, as a key content. So basically, before I get into the next section of the article, um, basically, this is a good step to help the FDA and um, the Department of Health um, kind of with the conversation of rescheduling cannabis. Um, so for the, for a quick recap, President Biden recently put in, um, the first steps to getting cannabis descheduled, fingers crossed, descheduled, um, that they're taking a look at it to see how it is, what the actual effects are trying to get this war on drugs, bull crap, finally over with, um, and so the this bill helps a lot with it because essentially president biden now basically has okay i'm just gonna let it go through or i'll veto it and it'd be stupid to veto it um because he's just shooting himself and the work that the Department of Health and FDA need to kind of expedite this. Um, so it'd be really stupid for him to veto it. So don't veto it, Biden. That'd be stupid. Um, but basically what this does, it means doctors can now, you know, do more research. Um, universities can do research. Um, major hospital groups can do research. And, you know, kind of discuss how cannabis works and kind of, you know, do the science behind it and finally get proof behind the whole, like the like proof against the rhetoric that was made during the war on drugs that it, we all know is hogwash, but it, 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 it'll give more support for that. Now, also, if I'm reading it correctly, um, this also basically takes all the research that, like, the rec states have done, all the research since 1996 that California has been doing, um, or even longer. Uh, basically takes all that information and throws it at the Department of Health and FDA, which means we have years, at least, like, what's that? 1996, I was 95, 26 years worth of... Um, medical data and research and studies like that that's great and you know that's that should expedite the whole thing and hopefully we can finally end this federal prohibition on cannabis because we're the only north american country now that still has it which is stupid um Continuing the article um, has key context here. Uh, marijuana is categorized on Schedule One on the current controlled. Oops, sorry, hit the table, not go for the pop cow. Um, marijuana is categorized on Schedule One on the Controlled Substances Act. It's the same category as heroin. Why do they always bring it up that it's the same category as heroin? I have no idea, but they always do. Uh, Schedule 1 substances are classified as having no medical benefit and high propensity to addiction. 
but research, some research that has been conducted in the last decade and, and anecdotes of thousands of patients from across the country suggest that cannabis may have medical usefulness for certain medical conditions. Because cannabis is a Schedule One substance, however, it is very difficult to research. Scientists need to get, scientists need to get approval from multiple agencies to conduct studies, which can sometimes take years. And until recently, they were only allowed to use marijuana grown by the University of Mississippi, gross, uh, which more closely resembled the weed on the street available in the 1970s rather than modern-day dispensary products. The Biden campaign trail said that marijuana needs to be safer to or easier to study, and in the last month is issued an executive order instructing the Department of Health and Human Services to begin review a review process of available research on marijuana and issued a recommendation to the Department of Justice on reclassifying or declassifying marijuana from the CSA. So basically, that just brings up the whole thing of basically what we all know, that cannabis is Schedule 1. It's all a bunch of bullshit. should never been Schedule 1, but it is. And these are kind of the steps that we have to take to get it off. Um, because it was a lot easier to get it on Schedule 1 than it is to take it off. Um, and that's the thing that sucks. That's the way a lot of controlled substances acts are made and designed. Um, because it was officially during the Nixon administration, I want to say, if I remember correctly. Basically, Nixon just signed it. Yep, this is a Schedule One drug. Fuck off. And went with it. Um, so, they were kind of just like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, whatever. And now here we are. And now we have to like, show actual proof and data and research on this, you know, reefer madness, bullcrap, like actual studies made by actual institutes, not this reefer madness, just pulling crap out of thin air, um, falsified documentations of research, but actual research to get it federally legal. Um, and it's stupid. It is very stupid. Um, continuing with the article, passage of the medical research bill by unanimous consent signals that the perception of marijuana are changing. While expanded research is arguably the most conservative action Congress could have taken on marijuana, it is something that would have been unthinkable a decade ago, which is true. The whole, like, mentality of cannabis has changed drastically in the last 10 years. Uh, the bill came close to passing in September, but was held up by Senator John Cornyn, a Republican of Texas. Cornyn lifted the hold earlier this week. Quote, After working on the issue of cannabis reform for decades, finally the dam is starting to break, end quote. Bloom now told Politico in a statement, quote, At a time when more than 155 million Americans reside where adult-use cannabis is legal at state or local level, and there are 4 million registered medical marijuana users with many more likely to self-medicate, it is essential that we are able to fully study the impacts of cannabis' use, end quote. So what's next? 
The legislation also sets up ongoing discussion on the Safe Banking Act, gross, a bipartisan bill that Senator Majority Chuck Schumer has said he wants to pass before Cong- this Congress ends. Now, let's talk about the Safe Banking Act real quick. So, the Safe Banking Act essentially makes it that no matter where in the country cannabis is, any cannabis business, whether small or large, can get insurance. So, if something happens where uh, a dispensary gets robbed or, or burgled or like a hurricane or something destroys it, they have insurance on the building and everything, right? Cool. It also helps with the FDIC and allows banks to work with cannabis companies a lot more easily, which means, hey, guess what? You can use your credit card at a dispensary then. Instead of having either to pay in cash or using a debit reader that basically is like an ATM. So while that is good, at the end of the day, they mostly just kind of help the MSOs, you know? A lot of these things don't have enough back for, like, social equity. Um, does it do anything to help, like, small mom-and-pop businesses get loans easier to start their dispensaries? Doesn't help anything with, like, the cannabis fees and legislations that, like, you know, make it hard for small businesses to get up the ground to be in cannabis. Um so it kind of doesn't fully do enough. Well, I kind of respect it and I kind of like the idea. It's not, it's great in paper. I will say I do like the idea on paper, but the way it looks like it's going to work out in practice is not good. <coughs> it seems like it's only going to help the, um, the MSOs, the, the, the elite of cannabis. We don't want that. Um, so yeah, not not a huge, not a huge little, uh, not a huge fan of it, I should say. Um, but yeah, if we get if we get more research done on cannabis, this will definitely be a huge thing to help with getting it just legal. Because we know it helps. Like, I'm one of those people that it helps. It's helped me tremendously with my mental health. Um, I've seen it help people who were recovering alcoholics. And I I have a regular that comes in. Um, I won't say names because, you know, got to be HIPAA compliant. While we're not under HIPAA law. We like to follow it, be on the safe side, and be respectful, you know? Um, he was a he was a hardcore alcoholic, and he's his face has gotten more fuller. He's, he's full of life now. Um, he doesn't look like a husk. He, look, he used to look like the Crypt Creeper from Tales of the Crypt, almost like that kind of sunken in face and everything. Um... But now he's a lot more filled in his face and he looks happier and healthier. And I'm so much, I'm so happy for him. Um, I've seen it help with like some of my regulars who know me by name who are like cancer patients and it's helping them so much. And I'm so grateful for it. 
like not that it's not just helping me but it's helping so many other people out there and i get to be a part of that you know um so it's nice and it should be legal it should be 100 percent now do i think we should have it to where you know it's like pa's liquor laws no like i don't think we should do the canadian method where like everything's kind of controlled by the government and sold by the government. But I do think we should have the ability for like mom and pop dispensaries to open up, you know, like corner store, like weed stores. Hell, fucking like go into Walmart and get like cannabis infused soda or something, you know? Obviously, gonna have to make it 21 or older. Always, you know, you're a medical patient to get it, um, but like recreationally, 21 and older, which honestly, it's not the worst thing. If if that is what we have to have for like legal weed, I'm sorry, kids. I don't. There shouldn't be any kids listening to this podcast, but if there is, or anyone who has kids who you know, they're kind of like, oh yeah, weed. It's like booze, like. It's kind of damaging to young brains from what we've done in studies um, in certain forms, especially high concentrates. Again, there's research that needs to be done, so maybe we can learn, like, hey, it's not as damaging as we thought. So, you know, maybe it could be available for everybody. We just, we need to learn more. And more research needs to be done. And so... Yeah, that's that's kind of it. Wow. Honestly, I am... This is probably going to be a shorter episode, um, mostly just because scheduling. Alex isn't here, and with everything that's going on in news right now, it's just been hard. Um, so I think I'm going to end the episode here. Um, thank you all so much for listening to the podcast. Um, we will see you guys... We'll be posting the next episode on the 29th, um, where we'll be talking about the infused edibles we've made. Um, thank you so much for listening. Um, share, comment. Um, if you're on Apple or Spotify listening, there's ways to review our podcast. If you could do that, we'd greatly be appreciative of it. Um, we have a Patreon, um, so... Get some really cool stuff early, get episodes early, and get some really cool swag from us. Um, so if you guys can, you know, do anything to kind of, so we can put more money into the podcast, that'd be great. We'd greatly appreciate it. But no, with, especially with the holiday season right around the corner, do not feel obligated to do that. Just if you can. Um, once again, my name is Raven. I use she, her pronouns. And thank you so much for listening to another Chirping with Raven. This has been... Smoking out the closet.
Raven here. Um, I just wanted to make a little ad for our Patreon that we started. First and foremost, all the funds generated with this Patreon is going to go directly back into the podcast, whether that's better uh, equipment so we can make better sounding episodes, give you guys really cool stuff like stickers, pictures, little nice little trinkets from us, or be able to travel to places where there is legal weed or there's certain LGBT communities that we want to interact with and talk to and potentially have some really cool guests come on the show. Now, right now our Patreon is bare bones and I do apologize with that, but we hope to make it a little better as time goes on. Right now we have three tiers, flour, vape cartridges, and concentrates. Flour is $3 per month. Vapes is $6 per month, and Concentrates is $9 per month. With Flower, you get access to our Discord, the Skittle Zone, a private Discord that we have for you guys to kind of interact with each other and potentially interact with us. Um, we have things for like different aspects of the cannabis community and LGBT community where you guys can talk to and kind of just interact with each other and learn from each other well, and learn with us. Um, but you also get early access to these episodes. You get a day or two, basically immediately after I'm done uh, editing the episode, I am putting it on the Patreon so you guys can listen to it early. With Bape, you have everything from the flower, but you also have access to the private chat room in the, ser- in the Discord server for uh, one-on-one discussions and questions for us. You'll have the ability to basically be, hey, I have a question about this certain thing and we'll answer it at the end of every episode. Um, you know, we won't get to everyone all at the same time, obviously, but you know, we'll spread it out through the month and be able to get to as many questions as we can. And then with the concentrates, you get everything from flower and vape, but you also get behind the scenes looks at what we do here. I'll show like what I'm editing and like maybe little sound files or like little clips of what we're working on. Um, our show notes, so you get to see that early potentially, you know, knowing what topics we're going to be talking about on this next episode. Uh, pictures of stuff in and outside of the recording stuff, like things like cannabis festivals. We'll take pictures and post some of them online, but with the behind the scenes access, you get to see all of that. Basically, all the dumb faces we make at each other, all the cool stuff that we see, and all the cute things that we find. Um, it's my hope with this Patreon that we'll be able to go far and wide and hopefully be able to see some of you guys or have some live shows in the future where you guys can come and interact with us. And obviously no pressure. I just want to make sure that you guys are aware of this and first and foremost take care of you guys selves. If you don't have money to support it or if you know something happens you have to stop, we totally understand. Thanks.